Hit music now, Taylor Swift, anti-hero. Welcome along to the show this morning. I am very excited to introduce this week's special guest, who is Rowan O'Shea. He is a personal coach. And like I have to say, it's not just a personal coach. I have to say on a, on a personal level, he's almost a therapist, a life coach. Like this man is an all-rounder. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Rowan. Katie, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, listen, the nerves were high this morning. I'm not going to lie. Like we are two big talkers and I feel like two of us absolutely shut down this morning. Yeah. Like there was silence here before we went on air. <laughs> but look, we have you here today because we are going to talk everything health, how we can combat binge eating, emotional eating, because you don't just cover coaching people through weight loss. It's so much more than that, isn't it? I suppose what you could say, Katie, is like I'm a health and fitness PA, basically. I help people with everything when it comes to eating, training, mindset, lifestyle, absolutely everything involved in, in ultimately looking and feeling and performing at your best. Yeah, and that's for sure. I joined your program a couple of months ago and I have changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I said I would openly talk about this today um, and hopefully help someone out there that's going through the same thing as me. So I have been a yo-yo dieter, dieter. <laughs> I've been a yo-yo dieter all my life. And I have tried all the, the you know, try. I won't name any, but try all these different dieting exercises and it's never really worked for me. And now that I've worked with you, I really see that the problem was more mentally than it ever had got to do with food because we do reach for, you know, the food if we're feeling stressed, if the emotions are high. And that's something that was definitely happening to me over the years and I just never knew it. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it is a lifestyle change and that's what you do. You, we we talk about everything. But let's kick off with how would you take the first step? The first step is always the hardest, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. The first step is definitely the hardest for a lot of people and it c- comes down to a few things and number one would be the fear of failure. Like people have tried in the past and failed and tried again and, and failed and ultimately there's so many different ways you can incorporate health and fitness into your life. People get really, really confused and what I would say to people if you are ultimately if you are scared of starting your health and your fitness journey what you need to do is you need to get really really clear on your goal first and foremost what you want to achieve and then reverse engineer it back from there and ultimately a really really good thing to do before you start is just sit down and ask yourself in six months time in a year's time how do you want to feel how do you want to look how do you want to perform and get really really clear on that goal because when I see people ultimately either not start or quit maybe one two three weeks in is because they don't have a clear goal to work towards and and there's no emotional attachment to it right a lot of people would say i need to lose a couple of pounds i need to drop down a dress size which is a great starting point but there's no emotional attachment to that goal and when there's no emotional attachment to that goal when things get hard people find it very very hard to to stay consistent whereas like ultimately if you think your goal and it excites you and it lights a fire up your backside basically yeah um that's going to push you through when times do get hard yeah most definitely i find since joining the program i started like that mm-hmm. okay i need to lose a few pounds i need to get healthier and it's just snowballed mm-hmm. for me into something so much more so with working with you we did start at the very beginning talking about what was the goal what was the vision what did i want mm-hmm. to be and what did i want to look like mm-hmm. Uh, you know, six months down the line, a year down the line, because this can be as long as you want it to be. Something I really want to touch on today is how this isn't just for losing weight, because 
in my own personal experience, it's much more than that for me, isn't it? Like we Absolutely. have, you know, you know me on a different level now just from coaching me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have unraveled problems from binge eating to emotional eating. And I feel like there's so many people out there that could be in the same position as me. Mm-hmm. I eat fine. And then I might go and I binge something. Mm-hmm. And then that sets me back. Mm-hmm. So how common is it for you to see emotional eating and binge eating within your clients or, you know, anyone that you've ever came across? Is it a big thing? Is it a big problem? Yeah, do you know what, Katie? It's it's massive and it's a really, really tricky subject, right? Because sometimes, like, everybody will binge so every so often, right? Like, I binge myself every so often and if it doesn't control your life and it doesn't ruin your life, there's absolutely nothing wrong with pigging out every so often watching a bit of Netflix, you know? But what people need to do is ultimately if it, if it becomes something that you really, really struggle with, you need to look for pro- professional assistance, right? Professional help, whether it be your GP, whether it be somebody that deals in emotional eating and stuff like that. But there are certain kind of practices and routines that you can put into place to, to help yourself as well. And one of them would be uh, one that I use and most of my clients use is the five minute rule, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you get an impulse, when you just get this craving, this uncontrollable craving to eat something, if you literally just give yourself five minutes and weigh up the pros and the cons of that situation and ask yourself, if you do this every day for the next year, are you going to be happy in a year's time? I love that. And when you get really, really clear on those things, you're going to think twice. So give yourself that five minute rule, weigh up the pros and the cons and if you do still want to eat after that, go eat. But at least you give yourself that bit of time to assess the situation and over time you will build up this resilience around that and you'll be able to deal with the situation better. You might be able to substitute it with a good habit. You might be able to... And actually, ultimately, there's something else that you can use as well and it's what I like to live by, basically, right? And this is um, a quote by um, John Berardi. He's the head of PN. It basically goes something like this and I'm going to absolutely butcher it now. But <laughs> if the food is in your house, either you or somebody you marginally tolerate is going to eat it, right? Yeah. So you need to set up your environment for success, right? Like, if you open the press in your house, is there foods there that trigger you? Is there foods there that you can't control yourself around? Either get them out of the house, or say to yourself, okay, if I'm, I'm really, really triggered, if I really, really want something to eat, I'm going to have to drive to the shop and get this food, right? Yeah. Because that creates some friction. And nine times out of 10, you won't actually drive to the shop because you'd be too cozy in your house. And it has worked for yeah. me. I feel like I, I did that with shopping going yeah. back. So I did the the two days rule with the shopping. So it's if I see a dress, do you really want that dress? Maybe go away, think about it. And half the time, you won't actually go back for the dress. So I have been using that tool where I feel like eating something. I say, okay, do you know what? Give myself a few minutes. See, do I still want it? Where's the actual craving coming from? Is it hunger? Is it bored that boredom? <laughs> Can't talk. Is it boredom? Is it uh, an emotional trigger? Because I find that most of my intake of food is coming from one of those three things. Boredom, emotional eating. I honestly will go to the press out of just sheer boredom being in the house. There was a time last week I linked in with you and I said it was around Halloween time. I said, I'm home with the kids for the next week, this is my hard time because I'm at home with their sweets, mm. with their treats. So like, let's be realistic. I'm a mom of two. I have to have some of those treats in the house for the kids. So the, the temptation is there. Absolutely. So how do we combat for moms out there that um, are like, well, look, I can't get rid of those sweets. Hell no. The kids are going to go ballistic. How do we manage that? So something that works really, really well, actually, for, for the guys on the Results for Life team is... 
giving yourself a psychological break from a diet absolutely every day, right? So having that one thing, that one food that you crave and adding that into the plan that you're on. And then you can literally sit down, you can enjoy whether it be biscuits with a cup of tea, whether it be a chocolate bar, whatever it is, whether it be a pack of potatoes. Once you know that you can have that, you can sit there and you can enjoy it and you don't have to feel bad after eating it. Yeah, I like, love that. I, I do every that. Every day you're, you're going to, like consistency will be, will be ultimately a walk in the park. Yeah, it does become such a, a normal thing. I feel like I'm a couple of months in now and though I fall, oh my God, let me tell you guys, I have fell. This man has got WhatsApps for me. Oh my God, I did it again. But initially it is about getting back up. How Absolutely. important is that? It's like you always say to me, Katie, if you fall down, the important thing is getting mm. back up and not continuing that trend mm. of eating. 100%. Like, you have to normalise these things, right? Nobody's going to be perfect when it comes to whether it be whether you're on a fat loss journey, whether you're maintaining your weight or whether you're, you want to gain a bit of weight. Nobody is going to be perfect. It's like anything you do in life, right? You're not going to be perfect. You're going to have slip-ups. You're going to fall down. But if you get back on track as quickly as possible, instead of guilt-tripping yourself and just leaving it snowball, if you look at it this way, right, if you are... If you're a captain of a ship and you're sailing to America and you go off one degree in a day and you pull that ship back on course, you don't lose much time and you get to that destination without any time wasted, right? But if you go off course one degree, one day, two days, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, right? It's going to take you a lot longer to pull it back on course. So what you have to do is, is, is normalize not being perfect, mm-hmm. right? Things are going to come up all the time, whether it be a family event that you have to go to, whether you're a little bit stressed from work, whether you had a bad day or maybe somebody said something derogatory to you, right? And you look for, I suppose, a bit of comfort. It's just about getting back on track as quickly as possible. And when you realise that when you start the health and a fitness journey, that it is not going to be perfect, that you're not going to be able to eat out of Tupperware containers five times, seven times a week, right? And... Instead of looking at that little bit of a slip up as a failure, learn from it. Why did it happen? Ask yourself what was going on for you at that moment in time? What happened before it? How did you feel when you were eating it? And how how do you feel now? And once you kind of have that bit of self-awareness and self-accountability around situations and realize that you are not going to be perfect, you will get on so much better and you will start to love what you eat. You will start to love exercising every day. And once that becomes your, your default mode, your body basically changes by default. It's a game changer though yeah. because I have learned so much. So you are uh, Rowan but it's results for mm. life and I think that mm. is such a fitting name for you because you are giving me the tools and your clients to uh, learn. This is what it's all about. It is learning to live a certain way instead of, mm. okay, I'm going to jump on this diet and I'm going to do it for six weeks. I'm going to lose a certain amount of weight. So over the past couple of months, I have learned so much from nutrition to what I should be eating, what I shouldn't be eating. And the crazy thing is, right, and I love this saying, and you've said this many times. So we can choose to pick the bad foods or the good foods. And the majority of the time, the bad foods that you're eating are the same bad foods over and over again. And it's the same with the good foods. You fall into a pattern of the foods you like. So you're eating the same foods, the good foods all the time. I always thought if I smashed it in the gym, let's go, let's work out every day. I'll definitely lose weight. It doesn't work that way, does it? It always comes back down to the nutrition. Absolutely. And do you know what? There's there's two sides of it. There's the people that are so hooked up on nutrition and they don't really care about their training. And then on the other side of things, there's people that hammer their training really, really hard and eat pretty much crap all the time. 
And what you have to do is you have to find a balance between the two, right? A lot of people say nutrition is 99% training, but I find that if you if you really want to succeed with your health and your fitness journey, it's all parts of a jigsaw puzzle, right? You don't have to work out five times a week. You don't have to track absolutely everything that you eat down to the exact gram. There's ways that can work for everybody. And once you find a lifestyle solution for you, when mm-hmm. it comes to how you eat, whether you like to sit down and have dinner with your family every day, whether you like to have a little bit more food on the weekends and enjoy yourself. Once you find a system that works for you around that, and once you find a system that works for you around your training as well, right? If you're a really, really busy person, you cannot train five days a week. Train three days a week. Train two days a week. Just make sure you find something that works for you and, and, and not do what everybody else is doing. And that's it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's about learning the tools for you that suits your lifestyle mm-hmm. if you're eating on the go if you're working too much if you're a person that likes to stay at home and do the home cooked meals it does make sense that we we do this for us and it's important that people hear that that when you decide to do this you're doing it to suit you and your lifestyle rather than jumping on something that doesn't actually mm-hmm. work okay listen I am going to go to a bit of music and when we get back we are going to talk about staying committed and how we can you know take that first step to step into the gym. If you would like to ask Rowan anything today, you can jump on the text line on 087-7102-103. Ask him anything you want and I will give him a shout here on air. Let's go to some music. It's Wes Nelson, See Nobody. Wes Nelson on Spin. Welcome back to Spin Now with me, Katie. I am going to be jumping straight into taking the first step, Rowan. So how do we take that first step? Because there is a certain amount of fear, isn't there, around you know, making that decision to do it. And like, I, I never actually seen that until I was taking the first step. It's, there is a certain amount of fear around and I think it could come back to failure. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely, 100%. I think like when it comes to taking the first step, there's always going to be an element of fear involved in, in whatever you do. And it's, it's the exact same for health and fitness. Because like, if you look at society these days, right, you buy something in, on Amazon, you'll get it yesterday, Right. Whereas if you like start your health and your fitness journey, you're getting nothing for it straight away. Mm-hmm. So you really, really have to commit to change and realize that it's going to be long term, right? Don't think three months. Give yourself, well, I would say give yourself six months of solid commitment and just ultimately do something that fits in with your lifestyle. So whether it be three days a week in the gym, whether it be uh, tracking your nutrition flexibly using my fitness pal or or portion sizes with your hands absolutely like there's so many different ways you can find a plan that's going to work for you and what I would say is if you are lost if you are struggling to start if you don't know where to start if you've tried in the past and failed go look for help it's like you would with anything else right if your car's broke down you go to a mechanic right if you need your house built, you go to a, a builder, right? It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the same thing with this. And it doesn't have to be a personal trainer. If you like, even have a friend that goes to the gym, go to the gym with them. Buddy up. Right? Just buddy up. Just get that bit of confidence and, and, and a bit of a role going. And yeah, if you want help from a personal trainer and stuff like that, go for it. But make sure that you can relate to the person that you get help from. That's what I would say, right? Yeah. Relatability is huge. They have to of lived in your shoes right and that's what i find working with with the guys on the on the results for life team is we're all the same right mm-hmm. we've all struggled in the past we've all went through ups and downs some of us more than most right um and it just it just creates that that community of like-minded people who are shooting in the same direction 
and you have that support and support network is is absolutely vital when it comes to when it comes to anything right yeah i'm so glad you said that because i I feel like when I met you online, like, <laughs> we're going to see it, okay? Rowan actually curses a lot, so I'm so glad we've had no mistakes today. But I feel like that drew me, though. That yeah. was the relatable piece for me. So what he means is, you know, like in life, we need like-minded people. Mm. And I feel like because of the, the life that you've walked through and how you speak and how you drive people forward, like you invest yourself into your clients on a next level. Like I've, you, you really do, Rowan, like, and that has to be said, you're always on my WhatsApp. You are always there when I need, you know, that push or that shove. And I feel like that's what it was for me. It was I needed someone that was like-minded that would get and understand the mental health struggles. Mm. And I am a big, big believer that all of this, all of this getting healthy, it comes back to your mental health. So like Absolutely. you said, you break your arm, we go straight to any to get that bone mended and fixed. Why don't we do that with our mind? Mm. So this was a big thing for me to learn the tools. It wasn't just about eating and losing weight. Like, on a, I, I, I openly said that you could speak about me today to give examples of how far, you know, you can come with your mental health, your thought process. I've uncovered so much from joining your team, from my binge eating to my emotional eating and my mindset. Like, let's talk about how my mindset has changed over the last couple of months from just implicating these things into my life. Yeah, Katie, do you know what? I think we have to bring it back to, to day one, right? Okay. Like, we do a coaching call before we bring people onto the Results for Life program just to make sure that they're a good fit. We want to make sure, number one, that we can help them transform 100%. Number two, that we can get on. And number three, you're ready to change, right? And I think you can remember that. Yeah. That very uh, first coaching call, right? It did was, I cry? Oh, baby born. I'm always crying. <laughs> you broke down and I think I broke down as well. But <laughs> do you know what? It just showed how much it meant to you, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes so much deeper than just the physical, right? And a lot of people might get that that it goes deeper than the physical but it's huge it's about becoming the best version of yourself right not only for you Katie but for your kids mm -hmm. in your career in absolutely everything that you do so you know that you are showing up at your best 100% of the time and you're giving it your all and that's that's what it's all about yeah most definitely I feel that I have changed my whole life around mm -hmm. and it went all the way back to the mental so like let's talk about how food can massively affect our minds and I don't think some people get that you know when when we eat healthier it's for that too it's for our minds when we eat different foods we eat sugars we fill ourselves with these things it affects us mentally mm -hmm. 100% well there's a really really good saying right like eating is a short-term investment in how you feel and how you perform it's a mid-term investment in how you look and it's a long-term investment in living disease-free, right? Mm -hmm. So eating is a huge part of your life. It's social, it's environmental, it's how you grew up. It's it's like eating is, is involved in pretty much everything that we do, right? And we have to have a good relationship with food. If you're thinking of foods and you're labeling them as good and, and bad foods, you need to correct that, right? Yeah. No food is inherently bad. Mm -hmm. There's... Obviously, when it comes to fat loss and when it comes to physical transformations, right, there's better choices than other choices. But nobody ever put on weight by having one off-plan meal, right? Yeah. Nobody ever put on weight by having two biscuits with your tea. It's what you do in, in, in moderation, right? And you have to use this 80% rule when it comes to your eating habits. 
80% of the time, make sure you're picking good, nutritious, high volume foods, right? Minimally processed foods, right? And then 20% of the time, have that little bit of wiggle room to have what you enjoy and not limit anything, not restrict anything, because this is what people fall into. They fall into this restriction cycle where they cut out food groups, right? And then it makes it cut out not carbs, fun. right? Like, I've, I literally had a, a coaching call with a, a girl last night, and she's like, if I have bread in the morning, I won't have it for the rest of the day, right? Like I have four slices of bread in the morning. I have five hundred yeah, grams of potatoes with my dinner, right? I have a big bowl of cocoa pops every day. Like you need to have a balance when it comes to your nutrition, and nothing is off limits. Off limits, right? If it's off limits, like when you have willpower, you're going to be able to stay away from it, right? But there's going to be a time where that willpower dips and you give in, and then you're back to this: oh, I'm a failure, right? I can't do this, okay? And what you need to do is realize that, of course, you can have that every so often. Eat it, enjoy it and move on. Yeah, it's about getting back up. Like this is major. Like for me, I have learned, you know, determination, willpower. Um, The biggest thing for me was falling down. So I have fell down many times over the past couple of months. I really have. Mm -hmm. And it's human. It's normal. And it's about getting back up. So I do, I was only speaking to someone on this last night and I was saying how I have fell so many times, but I have got back up. And that is what has made this journey for me different from the last time. I have lost weight, but I always say to you that the weight was the extra kind of thing for me Mm -hmm. it was the mindset it was the feeling good every day going back to you talking about having a clear vision of what your goal is and my clear vision of my goal was to be the best version of myself every day for me and my kids which was the same like absolutely it's you as well and and that's it I wanted to feel happy in myself every day and Mm. that has happened I my mood has completely changed I feel better in myself. I don't hate myself so much. And I didn't think I would ever say that on national radio, but there was a time that I absolutely hated myself. And I know that there's so many people out there that are feeling the same. That, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and people don't realise that it's not actually what you're looking in the mirror. It's more up here in the mind. Mm -hmm. So I honestly, the transformation that you go through, I can't express enough that it's not just weight. Mm -hmm. It is so much more than that. So when we talk about food and the gym and everything else that goes with it, of course, making the first step to go into the gym is very hard. We talk about how we worry about what people think and people are looking at us. It's No one's looking at us. And I really learned this in the last couple of months. Everyone is so focused on what they're doing Mm. in the gym that it absolutely, mm. they have no idea. But people have the perception that when you walk into the gym, you're being looked at and you're being judged for not doing the squat right. How wrong are we on yeah, that? You know, it's, it's this weird thing. People like that don't go to gyms think it's a cult, right? Like that everybody inside there is all sweaty and they're wearing vests and it's it's very, very intimidating, right? Now, there is certain gyms that you will, like, you will be intimidated by, but it's like anything. You find a gym that fits you, mm-hmm. right? Find a gym that you can go to and that you can enjoy and you can get to know people. And ultimately, you'll build friends for life in the gym. Like, I've met people that I've never talked to before entering a gym and they're some of my best friends, right? And the thing is, like, I know people have this thing of, oh, this person's looking at me when I go to the gym. But ultimately, you clap eyes on somebody in the gym and they're going to be thinking the exact same thing. Or are they looking at me? They're going to be thinking me? the exact same thing as you, right? <laughs> yeah. Why are they looking at me? Am I doing something wrong? 
But everybody's in there for the same reason, right? And and that's what you have to remember once you step in the door. Everybody's there for the same reason. Everybody is there to better themselves. Some people might be a little bit further along than you. Some people might be behind you. But everybody is on their own journey. Right? And I love that you said that because yeah. people, most of the time, the people that you're looking at and maybe like, let's be honest, I, I'll speak from my own experience. Maybe that looking, you know, thinking, oh, my God, I don't look like that. Oh, my God, look at the clothes she's wearing. But at the end of the day, that girl could have been in that gym for a year and a half yeah. previous to you. Do started in the exact same place as you and has just been on the journey longer mm. than you. So I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. Because it does stop people from going and making the first step. I love also that you said find a gym that suits you because mm. I had um, JS Fitness, Joe from JS Fitness on a couple of weeks back because his gym suits me. It's mm. a pure country gym. I get out of my car and I'm met by his little husky dog. There is a gym to suit absolutely everyone. It's about doing that mm. research and finding it. Mm. Yeah, it's like a home away from home. Yeah, it really yeah, it is. And like like you love the gym now, Katie, right? I do. Absolutely love it. You have to tell me slow down. You know? But I'm going there for my mental health. Yeah. I'm honestly yeah. not going there, but it's you about, know this. Yeah. It's about how you feel. Yeah, right? it's to the make goal me needs feel the to best. It's be about how you feel, right? And once the goal is about you feeling good. And this comes back to your eating, this comes back to your training, this comes back to everything that you do. Eat to feel great, train to feel great, and move to feel great, right? Don't do it to lose a few pounds or see a number on a scales change, right? Do it to feel great about yourself. Do it to become the best version of yourself so you can give that to absolutely everybody around you, right? Everybody's going to benefit from it, okay? Like when you're not putting yourself first when it comes to your health and your fitness and your well-being and your mindset and, and taking care and looking after yourself, everybody else is just getting a watered-down version of you, mm-hmm. right? So you owe it to the people that you love to be at your best. You owe it to yourself, right? And you need to put yourself on the top of your priority list, right? Because if you don't, like I said, everybody else is just going to get a watered-down water version of you. And I never realised that. And mm. now that I'm a couple of months on, I really see that my kids are benefiting mm. from me. Yeah. And my energy levels are more. I My moods are great. You know, it changes Every, not just you it changes things around mm. you I have now you know inspired my daughter we hate the word inspired damn I used it on the radio but it's true inspired I inspired my daughter to um, really look at you know eating foods and how she eats and she's so much happier for it and that just happened naturally it just tr- trickled down to her so we can inspire Absolutely. those around us as well. Yeah, 100%. So listen, we are going to take a short break and when we get back, we have lots more music and more from Rowan. Hit music now. That is Queen Bee. Cough it. Welcome back. Rowan, let's talk about staying committed. We are nearly out of time, which is crazy. The time flies. But how can you advise our listeners this morning to stay committed? The goal is the most important, right? Mm-hmm. What you want to achieve. And it needs to mean something to you. And once that means something to you, the commitment is going to be there, right? Ultimately, when it comes to commitment and achieving anything, you need to be attached to that goal. It needs to, it needs to, it needs to light a fire up your, up your backside. Backside. <laughs> when, um, when things get, when things get tough, because it will. Like a lot of people say, transforming your physique is easy, but it's not, right? If it was easy, absolutely everybody would do it, mm-hmm. right? So what I would say is just lean into challenge and realise that challenge is going to come up. And if you lean into it and normalise it, you will be able to bust through whatever comes up in your way. 
And it's it's definitely for sure because I feel like you keep every week you will remind us, you know, what's the goal this week, lads? Mm. What's the end goal? What's the end goal? And I keep pushing my goal out, yeah. don't I? I like, keep changing. The thing is, goals change all the time, right? Yeah. And look at anything in life, anything that you wanted to achieve in life, Katie, right? If you wanted it so, but you, you achieved it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same with your health and your fitness goals. But it's about having a goal that has a meaning to you. Yeah. And I, I can't stress how important that is, right? Like that goal has to mean everything to you. And once it does, like the commitment is going to be there, right? Because you're not going to have an option. Failure is not an option, right? And the only time you don't achieve success in anything is if you quit. I fail absolutely every week. I fall down absolutely every week. Oh, I'm so glad we've, you said like, that. We've, we've fell down a lot of times in life, right? To rock bottom. But don't give up. And once you have that mentality of never give up, never give in and go after what you want and be absolutely relentless with it, it's only a matter of time before you, you achieve that goal. Um, listen, and it's the truth because I feel like I my first goal was the dress for the ball. And let me tell you, when I rocked up to the ball in that dress, I actually felt so amazing. And then to set that new goal. And, you know, it's really gave me a nice purpose as well, you know, that it's something for me. So it's taking it back to the self-care. People forget that self-care isn't all taking that time to sit down and watch that TV programme. Like self-care can be this. It can be eating good. It can be getting to the gym. It can be smashing your goals. Like I feel like I excelled everywhere in life since taking on this challenge in my life, which was my goal that I wanted to succeed in and which I can do just from joining a program that I thought would just be for losing weight but ended up being learning life skills that I'll have for the rest of my days before we hop off Rowan I really want to chat about reaching your body goals by living I think this is really important because we do still live on your program Mm -hmm. you know every day I, I think it's so important for me to mention that there's been days there that I've been on the go and I have not been able to fill my calorie mm-hmm. intake for the day. Yeah. And I've et, you know, grabbed like a can of Monster or a full fill bar. And then there's days where I've came in under but filled myself with breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack at mm-hmm. night time. It's crazy when you start working on this and looking at what you're eating and even tracking because mm-hmm. tracking is a big thing for me. But I still live, don't I? I still get to go out. I still... Absolutely. That's the whole purpose of like you staying in shape for life. You're going to have to go out every so often. Like Christmas is around the corner now, right? We're going Mm -hmm. to be eating some nice stuff. We're going to be meeting friends. You're going to be having drinks and stuff like that. And it's about having a framework to work those situations into your plan, right? And some days are are push days where you go very, very hard and you get everything done and you're on it and have other days that are little pullback days where you know you're going to enjoy yourself a small bit. You know you're know you going to take the foot off the gas a small bit and it's it's absolutely fine, right? And there's different ways that, that you can incorporate social occasions into your plan, whether that be research the menu, see what they have on, on, on the menu and, and pick an option that is in line with your goals. You can decide to do that. You can decide to have a heavy day. You can decide that, okay, I'm going to go out now. I'm not going to really look at the menu. I'm just going to eat what I want and be okay with that. And this is all down to the person that you are and the experience that you want to want to have in that situation, right? And ultimately, like, a really, really important thing when it comes to social events and, and, and drinking and stuff like that, it's about focusing in on the occasion, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people will go to a restaurant and absolutely stuff their face, right? And they won't talk to the person that they're sitting next to, Right? But what you need to do is sit down. You need to enjoy the company. You need to talk to the people that you love and 
and, and really focusing on that occasion instead of making it all about food, all about drink, right? Yeah. You're going out to meet people. You're going out to socialise. You're going out to have fun. And once you realise that, it becomes a little bit easier to handle. Yeah, because the, the emotional comes mm. into it. I could talk about this all day, but unfortunately, we're nearly out of time. Rowan, if people wanted to find you across social medias, or I have to say, like, your Instagram is just amazing to follow. You put up daily quotes to inspire people, motivate people to get up and move. And let me tell you, you're after getting a real team, Rowan, on the radio today. I'm getting text messages in here saying, who is this man? Very quiet. But honestly, if you head over, you will be inspired and motivated from this man's videos and Instagram. So where can people find you to reach out to you or just to watch your and follow your journey? Yeah, so I suppose the, the best place, Katie, is is Instagram and the handle is Rowan, R-O-W-A-N, underscore results for life. And we will be sharing some content later. We're going to go and hit a gym session after this show. And lads, I'm not going to lie, I am terrified. <laughs> he told me, bring a big bottle of water. Oh God, the toy show was last night. Let's not tell him that I had some popcorn and some minstrels. Oopsies. I sold it back. <laughs> so listen, Rowan, thanks so much no for worries. flying over from London yeah. to sit here in studio with me. It means so much. And joining us on Spin Now. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, Katie.